0: enough to say thank you this morning. That's enough to say I'm glad to be in the service today. Hallelujah. He didn't have to let us live, but he spared us this morning, and I'm glad about it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about it that he woke me up this morning. I told him thank you when my eyes flew up and seen the ceiling. Then when I woke up this morning and I opened up the refrigerator, I told him thank you this morning. I looked in my closet and I told him thank you this morning. Did you tell him thank you? Did you tell him thank you? Hallelujah. So that's why we come to lift him up. That's why we come to give him praise. And that's why he's so worthy to be praised. The song, the, song, the scripture says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, if you come to bless him, here we go. Come on. Come on, everybody. Put your hands together. Come on and stand up on your feet. This is the song that there. Come on. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. Come on, everybody. Oh, Lord. We praise you. We praise Come on, let's say that again, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, we praise you, we praise you. Oh, Lord, we praise you. I was thinking the other day about the joy that came my way. It took away my crown and those things that had me bound. I thought about all the time when I was walking in the day. But today I stand before you. Come on everybody! The Lord bless the Lord with me. Come on, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now you can sing it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, everybody. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. We're
1: sanctuary. This morning we want to welcome every one of each and every one of us in the house of the Lord once again. It is truly a blessing to be here Sunday morning on communion. Amen. We thank God because he didn't have to wake us up this morning, but he did. He's such a good God. And let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time because he certainly is worthy of all praise, honor, and glory. Are there any visitors with us this morning? You can just raise your hand, and we can acknowledge you. We're grateful that you are here this morning with us, and we realize that you could worship at home, but we're so glad that you have decided to come to the regular Baptist church, where it is our motto, the end of your search for a friendly church. On behalf of our pastor, Dr. T.A. Hodge, and our first lady, Sister Monique Hodge, we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts for worship, and let us pray. Most holy to everlasting, to everlasting thou art God. God, you are a giver and sustainer of life. We come, Father God, by your grace and your mercy this morning, just to say thank you. We thank you for all you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, for being God all by yourself. Father God, we need you in all things, but Father God, we ask that you please create in us clean hearts this morning. Please renew us into the right spirit. Dear God, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, bless our pastor and keep him in the hollow of your hand. Bless his family in the same like manner. Bless everyone under the sound of my humble voice. And dear God, we shall continue to give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and ask in the church of God, said amen. amen.
2: earth. And the Spirit of God moved. God, it moved. It moved, y'all. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God moved on the face of the earth. Don't you feel it moving? Oh, Jesus. How excellent is the Hallelujah! 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 Glory! Glory!
3: the house of the lord what a mighty god that we serve who's good all the time and all the time the lord is good i want to go into prayer father god in jesus name i give you the honor and the glory we thank you for your presence your holy spirit and your anointing we pray now, God, that your word will utter in this sanctuary, touching hearts and touching minds, God. Renewing to us in the right spirit and clean us like never before. We need your touch, Father. And so we invite you in, Father, and we turn it all over to you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen, amen. God bless you. Giving all honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's always first in my life. To the ministers on the roster, the leaders, and to this entire body of Christ. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lest I keep you too long, amen. I want to get right into this word of God. I want to deal with this morning uh, on a topic, three people you need on this journey. Three people you need on this journey. And you will find that, and then I will just give you the direct three people uh, in this text. Go with me to Luke chapter 10, and I want to start at verse 30. You don't have to stand right now. Luke chapter 10, I want to start at verse 30. And I want to go down to verse 33, and then we'll look at the three people you need on this journey. The reason why I won't tell you now, I want to make sure you read it, then I'll tell you. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 30 to 33. And I'm going to come out of the King James. Uh, if y'all don't mind, just for this reading in the King James. All right, Luke chapter 10, verse starting with verse 30. Listen to this hearing. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. The three people you need on this journey that I want to deal with is you need a priest, you need a Levite, and a good Samaritan. I want to deal with all three of these things that you need because God has placed us on this journey that we are on. And there are so many things that God has equipped us with. Things that we need on this journey so that we can get through it, watch this, with joy and peace, with great successfulness. The one I want to really focus upon, these three particular, I want to really directly start with the priest. But before I go there, I want to go back and look at the verse and I want to go up to verse 25 before I give you some scriptures. So I want you to write this down because in Luke chapter 10, back up with me, look at verse 25. I want you to see how this lawyer tried to trap Jesus up and what Jesus was saying in this text. Luke chapter 10, 25, look what happens. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up, one who was studying Pharisees of the word of God wanted to tempt Jesus and listen to me if you don't mind because what happened he wanted to know if Jesus was so such who he said he was I wanted to know how he interpret the law and yeah. look what he does and behold a certain lawyer stood up and what tempted him saying master stop master meant Good teacher, educator, one that's supposed to know it all. So that's why he's saying, Master, what shall I do? Personal, what shall I do? This is personal while you're looking at the text because he said, What shall I do? Listen to me if you don't mind. He's a lawyer, he studies the law. That's his occupation, that's his life, that's his job. He knows directly what the law is saying, but he wants to tempt Jesus because everything that Jesus is doing. So he asks, what shall I do? You know, there's some smart folk that because they think they know everything, they'll tempt you to know if you really know, to see if you really know. So he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now watch verse 26. What Jesus did is he turned it back around and want to know what you've been reading. Look at the verse. He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? Look what he said. And Jesus turns it around and makes him begin to answer. Look what he said. And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Watch this. And Jesus said to him, the question that you ask, he says, and he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. Jesus said, well, if you do all this, you'll have eternal life. Now, look what the lawyer does. He tries to go back at Jesus again. Look what he does. And he's willing to justify himself, trying to say he's all righteous. Look what he does. Said unto Jesus, and then, well, who is my neighbor? (laughs) So this is what Jesus says. All right, let me tell a paragraph because I know what you're looking at. What you're trying to do is you're trying to look at me because I deal with sinners. You're trying to look at me because I came down here to tell you I am the law. You're trying to deal with me because I'm telling you that I am the son of God and God all by myself. So look what look what happened. So Jesus says, I tell a parable. He said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment. And wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, I want to stop right there and pause before I go further. Because what happened, uh, when you look at this text, first of all, you got to understand on this life, on this journey, uh, life will kind of knock you down sometimes. And you'll get yourself in a place where the enemy will pop up and strip you from everything. Yeah, strip you, wounded him. You can get hurt in marriages, hurt in by divorces. You can get hurt by loved ones who betrayed you. You can get hurt. And, and not only that, they stripped him from uh, his garment, take everything. You can get in the place where, where your job forsake you and can lose just about everything, just everything. And left with just the clothes that you have in your closet. And if you're not too careful, life can take all of that. And all you have is a pair of shoes. Can I help you with this? Is that because the rest of them in your closet are too tight. Some of the heels are bad. And and, and then you got some cuts up there by your feet. And and you have no money to buy another pair of shoes. Because your feet swell up from south. I'm just trying to just walk down it and trying to help you understand how you can lose stuff. It, it, you can lose stuff that when your money get bad, then you can just uh, uh, go on a slight diet and lose your weight and you can't wear things no more. That's the safest way to say that. I, I, and so what happens, you can be in a position where life will knock you in the eye and you don't have no money. People left you stranded and you wounded people can say things to you to hurt your heart and leave you in the position you in for years. You promised to love me. You promised to take care of me. You promised you'll never walk out on me and leave me like I am. He was left wounded the text says is that not only that, that, not only did they leave him wounded, but they took all of his money. I wonder if there's anybody in here can identify that you've lost some things along life highway. You never thought it would leave you, leave you in war. Leave you where your mind is puzzled, confused. You don't know what to do and how to do it and needing somebody to help you. Have you ever been in a position sometimes where you wish somebody came to help, but, but, but those who came to help really hurt you? Yeah, okay. Look at the text. The text says the man was left half dead. Look at verse 31, say, and by chance there came down a certain priest. That's the one that talks to God. Watch this. The priest came by and he passed, he looked at him, passed by, kept going. In well, other words, the priest didn't help him. I, 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 and, and, and in the text, when he looked at the priest who left him, I don't want you to think that, 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 that God was saying you don't need a priest. No, 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 that ain't what the text was saying. No, you got to really look at the text because you do need a priest. The priest did not come to help him at this time because I believe that the story really goes beyond the priest because the story was about this lawyer and Jesus. But I want to tell you, you need a priest. The priest is the one that mediates between God and the people. A lot of people say, I don't need a preacher, I don't need a preacher, I can get it myself, but hold up, go with me to Romans. Uh, go with me and look at the text of Romans, uh, chapter 10, verse 13 and 15. I want you to write these scriptures down because I want you to have it. Why? It's so important that you have the priest. Romans, chapter 10, and go with me to verse 13, if you don't mind, and we'll look at it a little bit here in the text. Watch this. Romans 10, 13. I'm in the Amplified. Look what it says in the Amplified. Romans 10, 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be what? Okay. Look at the next verse though. Whoever calls on him. I want you to know why it's important that you have the priest. But how will people call on him and whom they have not Believe, look at this text, the next part says, and how will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without what? The preacher, the messenger. God said you got to have the preacher. Why? Because I put some stuff in the preacher that you can't get out this word. It doesn't manifest like that. And so God said, I send the preacher because in his meditating hour, I give him a word because I know what you need. So every now and then when you get up and come to church, that's what you've been looking for. I place it in the bowels, in the lungs, in the mouth of the preacher. And when the preacher spits it out, That's the word that God has from you. You have to have the preacher. Yeah, you got to have it. You got to have it because you can read this Bible, but a lot of times you can read it, but the understanding don't come. And so what God does is he calls the preacher. He puts a word in the preacher and said, I need you to carry this word, carry this message so my people can understand my word. All right, watch this. Watch this. Now it's important that the preacher understand that. Go with me to a couple of more verses, and and look at Acts 20 and 28, and look what God says to the preacher. Acts 20 and 28. Look at this verse. I look at this verse, and it knocked me on my feet. Acts Acts 20 and verse 28. Look what it says in the Amplified. The the Lord he tells he tells the preacher this. Look. Take care and be on guard for yourself and what? For the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has what? Appointed you as what? Overseers to do what? To shepherd, tend, feed, guide the church of God which he bought with his own blood. I need somebody to hear me today. You got to have a preacher. God places him in place. God places his spirit for you to watch over their souls. I wish I had somebody to hear me today. I I used to say, but Lord, people people really don't have to come to church. He said, even if they don't come to church, number one, he said, they still got to hear the preacher on TV. They still got to hear the preacher on the radio. But every now and then, the Bible does say, don't forsake him. The fellowship of the brethren together, you got to come to church because in the church house, it's a house of prayer. You still need to preach it. All you need, you need, you need to preach it. Watch this. Look at this last verse I want to give you. Go with me to Hebrews 13 and 7 and look what God says in Hebrews 13 and 7. Look what the text says. Hebrews 13 and 7 in Amplified. Look at this verse. Amen. You see that? All right, okay. Remember your leader, for it was they who brought you the what? Word of God. And then look what God say. And consider the results of their what? Conduct. conduct. They overcome of their the outcome of their what? Godly life. You gotta look at their life. You gotta see what God is taking them. You gotta see how they do. Look what it says. And then God tells you to do what? An image their faith. Their what? Conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things. The provider of eternal salvation through Christ. And watch this. And imitate what? Their reliance on who? With absolute trust and confidence in what? His power, wisdom, and God. That's why I say I'm a demon slayer. And the Lord said you ought to imitate it. You ought to walk around rebuking demons. You ought to walk around believing that healing is impossible. You ought to walk around and say I'm rich. You ought to walk around and say I'm successful. You ought to walk around and say I am all that plus a bag of chips. Why? Because I'm standing on the promises of God. All right, all right. All right, so so he says, so he says, all right. So you need a preacher. You need a preacher. But but in this case, the preacher, the preacher passed by on the other side. Look at verse 32. And likewise a Levite when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by On the other side. Now, I looked at that. I said, because when I looked at the Levite, the situation here, uh, I want you to think that you don't need a Levite. You still need a Levite. And Levite was one of the sons of Jacob. And God chose the Levite to be his mediator between him and his people. Now, uh, every priest is a Levite. But every Levite is not a priest. Hear me, somebody. And so the Levite is a congregation that God chose to handle his affairs for the people. The first thing I want you to look at when you look at a Levite, a Levite is what we call, uh, first let's go to Numbers chapter 1 and look at verse 50. Can we do that? Numbers uh, chapter 1, verse 50. Numbers chapter 1, look at verse 50. Well, when you go to verse 50 in Numbers chapter 1, look what the text says here in this. Uh, But appointed the Levites over the what? The tabernacle. What? The sanctuary of the testimony and over all this what? Furnishing. And all things that what? Belong to God. All things that what? Belong to God. God appointed the Levites. Those are the assistants. They shall carry the tabernacle. When traveling, and all is furnishing, and they shall take care of it and what? Camp around. Now, that's one thing The Levites. Levites are those that are assistants. They are supposed to want that make sure, let's line it up, the church is in order for the congregation, watch this, in the invitation for the preacher to deliver the word of God. I wish I had somebody to hear me today. Yeah, yeah. When you come to the ground, all you need is somebody to open the door. I'm just trying to get it right for you. Yeah, so in other words, things that belong to God, that includes assisting the pastor and helping the pastor with the flock. Huh? Yeah, yeah, those are the ones who cook. When they're hungry at the church. Those are the ones that, that, that assist in the hospital, assist in the prison. Those are the ones, those Levites handle, take care of the church. Okay, all right, you just read the text. Now let me add one more uh, One more with that. Watch this. Uh, go with me to uh, Exodus. Look at Exodus chapter 17 and look at uh, uh, verse uh, 11 and 12 Exodus chapter 17 verse 11 and 12 I need to I need you to see this part because I want you to understand what a levite is a levite is a leader a levite is 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 the assistant a levite can be a president of the ministry a levite uh, can be the head uh, or the one that supports the head of the household one to look at the levite Exodus 17 and 11 and why the levites assist the priest. Watch this. Now, when Moses, Moses was in a bar against uh, Amalek, and, and, and what happened to the Amalek, uh, they were fighting. Joshua was fighting. But Moses, as long as he held his hands up, they was able to have the victory on the battlefield. But when he let his hands down, they began to lose the battle. And so here come the assistants, here come Aaron and her. And what they did, they took a stone and put under him and they held his hands up so that the they was assisting so that God's people can have the victory over the enemy. Look at Exodus 17:11. Now when Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. And when he lowered his hands due to fatigue, that means he got tired. Every now and then you need some encouragement. Every now and then you need somebody to say, fight on, pastor. I'll fight with you. Y'all don't hear me today. Yeah, and, and Amalek prevailed. But when Moses' hands were heavy and he grew tired, so they took a stone and put under him and sat on it and And he sat on it, then Aaron and Her held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side, so it was that his hands were steady until the sun set. Verse 13 saying, Joshua whooped them all day long. So I'm trying to tell you the job of a Levite. But can I tell you one thing? You must be careful, church, uh, because God has told the church concerning the leader, go here to this one verse, then we're going to go on. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 12. Can you place that up for me? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 12 in the Amplified. Watch what this verse says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Can you place that up for me, please? Amen. Watch this. Look what it says. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to what? Appreciate those who what? Diligently work among you. Look what it says. Recognize, acknowledge, and what? Respect your leaders who are what? In charge over you where? In the Lord, or who give you what? Carry on. Now understand this, understand, understand this. That, that God wants you to respect your leaders. You're not supposed to treat them like they're anyone. Why? Because God placed them in position. If you were to go and look in the Acts, the Bible will begin to tell you that, that there were 70 disciples. And, and then what God says, he said, chose seven good men out of the disciples that's able to handle their affairs with who? The people. It's godly. It's in the word of God that you respect the leaders that God has given you. So you need a priest. You need a Levite. Now I went on to look at the text because I wanted to see some things because this text said, but pastor, the priest overlooked it and the Levite passed by on the other side. And so I'm confused on why the priest and the Levite did not stop and help that man. I wish I had somebody hear me. Well, first of all, you got to understand something here, is that God is a teacher. He's an instructor. He's trying to let us know, first of all, this conversation was about one man said, how do I get eternal life watch this thing and what Jesus was trying to do was trying to move the preacher out of the scene he was trying to move the Levite out of the scene so that he can put a plain old in the scene y'all don't hear me today because what God was trying to do is to let them know that you're depending on everybody else to do something but not you God have mercy. See, what happens is, in the church, we think that the only one supposed to help somebody is the church pastor. Boy, I wish I had somebody to hear me. If I'm the only one helping, then I'm going to be the only one being blessed. Huh? No, God said, Now nah, I'm trying to share the wealth. God said, I'm trying to make you be like the pastor. Because the minute he drives around in a new car, you're going to get mad. But the bottom line is, I'm going to bless you to drive around in a car too. But you're going to have to do your part in order to be blessed. The blessings flows down. Watch this thing. Look at it. The Bible says... But verse 33, and a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Him, look at this thing here, meaning a certain Samaritan. In other words, this man here wasn't in the priestlyhood. This man here was not a Levite. This man was not over a ministry. This man was just plain old, plain old. It doesn't discuss his religion. It doesn't discuss his financial uh, attributes. It does not talk about how rich he was. It does not talk about his racial racial background. All it talks about is a certain Samaritan. Watch this. A Samaritan that had no dealing with the Jews. A Samaritan that should have walked on the other side. But the Bible said a certain Samaritan came his way. I wish I had somebody to hear me today because I need a preacher because I need to hear the word of God. I I need a Levite to hold my shoulder up to encourage me every now and then. But when the preacher and the Levite is not there, all I Need is a good Samaritan, somebody that believes that God is still good in spite of the situation. Every now and then, church, don't excuse me, but I just need somebody that don't mind helping me out when I'm at a low point in our life. Every now and then, I need somebody that that ain't high and mighty, that's not going to talk to me with your accolades that's not going to get too high with me but come down to my level. now. Somebody that said, if nobody loves you, I love you. Every now and then, now, I need to preach every now and then. I need a Levite, but God thank him for a certain Samaritan that don't mind sitting with me in the hospital. I just need a nurse's aid to come my way. When the nurse gets funny, when the doctor acts up, just come rub my hands uh, and tell me everything gonna be alright right. right, right. watch this, watch this, go with me cause you gotta get this verse, you gotta get this verse, watch this go with me, go with me this is what a certain Samaritan does, he doesn't get it for himself, he's all in it for you see I need somebody to be in my corner when I'm not in my own corner God, somebody. I need somebody to believe in me when I don't believe in myself. When I'm laid on the ground, when I'm wounded, when I'm bleeding, when I got pain. It, it don't matter what color you are, don't matter how tall you are, don't matter where you work your prestige. Just somebody, God, send them my way. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and 2. I'm almost finished. Galatians chapter 6 and 2. Look what the text says in Galatians chapter 6 and 2. Place that up for me, Galatians chapter 6 and 2. Watch this text. Carry one another's what? Burden. And in this way, you will fulfill the requirement of the law of Christ. That is the law of Christian love. You have an obligation. To care for one another. God was was trying to tell him. You got to carry one another's burden. You're obligated to pick me up when I fall down. It ain't just to preach. It ain't to Levite, But you sitting by one another. You behind one another. You have an obligation as a spiritual good Samaritan. To help your neighbor in any way. Possible. In fact, God placed you in the position that you're in so that you could help somebody along life highway. What good does it do for you to have five hundred thousand dollars in the bank and you never helped somebody? What good is it going to do now if all you do is save, save, save? You're seventy-nine years old and you don't even want to go on a vacation. Help somebody. because when you're gone that child's going to spend it all in one month I'm just trying to help somebody because the only thing that matters is what you've done for Christ okay okay all right. just finish Uh, watch it Philippians chapter 2 and 4 watch it Philippians chapter 2 and 4 two more verses that's it Philippians chapter 2 and 4, Philippians chapter 2 and 4, amen, come on, Philippians chapter 2 and 4, all right, come on, let's go here, amen, watch this, watch this, do not merely what, look out for your own, it ain't all about you, but also for the interest of others, that's where your blessing is, God say it, it can't be gimme, gimme, gimme. Because I give it to you for you to help somebody else. I ain't just giving it to you for you. All right? The last verse, then we out of here. Go with me here. Matthew 25 and 40. Matthew 25 and 40. Look at the text. Matthew 25 and 40. Here it is. At that time, to me, 25 and 40. Matthew 25 and 40. Amen. Let's go here. Y'all have that? Amen. All right. All right. Watch this. Watch this text. The king will answer and say to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you to the extent that you did it for one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you what? Everything I do, I do it for the Lord. I wish I had somebody hear me. If you give me a glass of water, you're doing it for the Lord. If you give me a ride to the store, you're doing it for the Lord. I'm just trying to get everybody to look at you need a priest. You need a Levite. But you need a good Samaritan. The Bible says, in this fact, when you look at the text, if you really look at it, God turned that thing back around. In fact, can I go here? Can I show you this? In the text, I can't close it out. And watch this, watch this. Look at here. Go go with me here to verse um uh, 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 37, verse 38, 37. Verse 36, go to verse 36. Luke 4, uh, 10, 36. Look what the closing of the text says. Luke 10, 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? See what Jesus did? He turned the thing back to him. He made him ask his own questions. He said, now you tell me which one is the neighbor? He never answered him. He just gave him a, a dialogue and made him answer his own question. Because you, the lawyer, you know it all, but let me help you out. <laughs> he says here, now, which of these three you think proved himself a neighbor to the man who encountered the robbers? Now, watch this. Go look at verse 37. And he said, He that showed mercy on him. God made him answer his own question out of the whole dialogue. Then said Jesus on him just like I told you the same thing. Go and do thou like wise. You go and just do just like you've been taught. You've been taught to love your neighbor. You've been taught to help your neighbor. That's why I'm trying to tell you, this ain't, ain't about the preacher. This ain't, ain't about the Levite. This thing is about you. You're supposed to do that same thing. If I can love them, you can love them. If I can hug them, you can hug them. If I can walk with them, you can walk with them. If I can visit the sick, you can visit the sick if I can lay hands uh, and cast demons out you can lay hands and cast duty out God place it in you I come today to tell you you need a priest uh, you need a Levite but I oh, thank you for a good Samaritan come on give God some praises James you need on this earthly place you need somebody that would encourage you, that would tell you that hold on to God's unchanging hand. That's what we're here to do, to help everybody. A long life, our No big eyes, no lit use The coronavirus was after all of us, didn't have an age. Didn't have a status, but it rose up to get everybody. But well, all thanks be to God. I wish I had somebody to say, I made it when it tried to kill me. Thank God for a good Samaritan. Come on, give God some praises. The door of the Lord's house is open. There may be one that's in here now. That want to give their life to the Lord. There may be one in here now that says, "Look, Lord, forgive me. I'm surrendering my. I want to rededicate my life to you." There may be one watching us live. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died and paid the price. He paid the price, and you're already saved, just by confession and believing that the Lord has already forgave you. Let's bow right where we are. Father, I come before you right now in Jesus' name, asking you to forgive us all for our sins. ask you to clean our hearts, clean our minds, and clean our spirits. We ask you, Lord, to prepare us, prepare our minds right now. We ask you to deliver us out of the hands of the devil, God. And take us, Father, to the next level that we'll be close to you forevermore. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, God, for a regenerated life. Even right now, we surrender to you. And we claim the victory. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And we say, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I want to do this right before we do communion. You can prepare it. I'm just going to give you the instructions. And we're going to pray over whatever you're going to give to God. Whatever you're going to give to God online. Whatever you're going to give to God. Amen. Where you are. I just want to go over this prayer. And pray that God will bless your seed. (laughs) Pray that God will bless your offering. You know what you're going to do to the Lord. Nobody have to make you. It's whatever you're going to give to God. So right where you are. Father, we ask you right now in Jesus' name. That you will look down upon our first fruit, our tithes, our offering, our sowing the seed. God, whatever it is that they're given to you, we ask you in Jesus' name, according to your word, to bless it. Lord, we ask you right now to let it be a seed, God. Release prosperity, healing, and deliverance from our faithfulness to you. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. We thank you in advance. And the body of Christ says... Amen, amen, amen. As you're preparing uh, to to give to God, I I want to ask all of those who are watching us, ask Ask all all of those who are watching us, if you will make your way to your kitchen and prepare for communion, whatever you're going to give to God, whatever you're going to give to God. If you're going to give God, uh, I'm I'm sorry, we already prayed over there. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, whatever you're going to go get out of your kitchen for communion, whether it's going to be crackers, bread, or whatever it is, I'm asking you at this time to go and get it so that we can pray over it and bless it. Your crackers, your bread, so we prepare for communion. Whatever you're going to drink, you go ahead and get it, and you bring it, and you get in your comfortable place. And all of the brothers and sisters in Christ. As you prepare for communion in the sanctuary. Whatever you're going to get. Amen. As you get your communion. The Bible says this. Is that the bread represents his broken body. That was broken for you and I. How they whipped him. Beat him. Abuse him. Eyes all black. He said, I did that to my body for you to redeem you back to God. And after which they took the cup. He said, This cup represents my blood that was shed for the remission of sins. All your sins has been forgiven. And so what the Lord wants to do is He wants us to trust that when we eat the bread and drink of the cup, we do it in remembrance of what the Lord. Has already done. So let's take our bread, our juice, whatever it is. Father, we ask you right now to look down, God, upon this communion that we have. Those, God, that are in their homes, that have their bread, their crackers, Lord, whatever it is, and their drink. That represents your blood. We ask you to bless it, O oh God. We ask you to forgive us for all our sins. Clean our hearts. Clean our mouths. Give us a brand new spirit right now. We thank you in advance. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen. He took the bread, and when he had blessed, it, he broke it and said, As often as you eat of this bread, do it in remembrance of me. Let us eat. After which, he took the cup. When he had supped, he blessed it. He said, as often as you drink of this cup, do it in remembrance of me. Let us drink. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. Listen, my prayer is for you all to continue to hold on Trust and believe that God has everything under control. We look forward to seeing you in Bible study tomorrow night. You're going to start at 6.30. Amen. 6.30. Amen. Bible study tomorrow night. And so with that in mind, we want to uh, get ready. Uh, as you get ready to leave from here, as you get ready to leave from here, you can drop your communion. Uh, cups in the trash pins and your tides offering first food sowing the seeds uh, in the tithing box on your way out the door. Uh, Brother Ushers, uh, uh, when we excuse those uh,